Welcome to Karate Kid Master Dojo. This is Master Craig. Hello everybody, how you doing today? If you're just tuning in for the first time, I am Senior Master Craig Greca. I'm a 6th degree black belt in the Universal Martial Art, a 5th degree master in the Do Martial Art, and also a brown sash in Kung Fu. And I've been training for over two years in Kabuto Weapons. And I'm here today to discuss the teachings and trainings inside the Karate Kid universe, including the Cobra Kai Netflix series. So um, today's example comes to us from the Karate Kid uh, when Daniel first enters the Cobra Kai dojo and looks at everything as he walks through the door. Also, uh, when he enters Mr. Miyagi's backyard for the first time as well. Um, there is a different feeling in each of those circumstances as he walks in and checks everything out. Uh, the first one ends up being a negative one. And then, of course, the other is a positive one. Uh, this also happens in uh, Cobra Kai uh, as different people enter the different dojos. Okay? Um, individual perception is always subject to interpretation. And that's uh, what always happens in life, okay? As um, uh, someone enters your martial arts studio, uh, they get a certain sense or feeling. And that's true no matter what activity or dojo that you enter. So the topic today is enter the dojo, okay? Enter the dojo. So I was... Um, uh, rifling through some of my topics, and I thought that this one would be suitable for today. Uh, sometimes I just get a feeling, and the feeling uh, seems to work, and I just uh, follow my gut, and I go with it. Okay, so today, today's topic, my uh, personal history on this is that I was actually, um, there, there wasn't a time in my life that I don't think I was interested in martial arts. Um, very early in life, um, uh, I've been interested in my whole life. I've been interested in martial arts. So, uh, when I was a kid, um, I had a um, a dojo outside in the woods behind my family's home. Uh, it was an awesome place. Um, it was uh, I like to say it was forged out of my will, um, in a mystical sense. But uh, it was a very nice uh, dojo. Um, I had uh, trails back there. Uh, they were wide enough for to accommodate anybody. Uh, I even, um, we had sort of like a peat kind of, peat moss kind of thing going on back there. So I raked all the uh, trails to make the pathways throughout the forest look very uh, uh, aesthetically pleasing. Okay, I had uh, trees and stumps. I had uh, flowers. Um, I had um, like, a, <clears throat> like a wooden like chest out there. Uh, I had ramps. I had obstacles. Um, I had a full-on dojo back there, okay, and I had uh, heavy bags out there made of uh, uh, like burlap sacks kind of, uh, military bags uh, that I can kick and punch, so it was my dojo, okay, and it was fun, you know, and sometimes my uh, brothers would go out there and work out with me, um, and we had a good time. When I got older, I wanted uh, formal training, so I tried out a couple martial arts schools. Uh, the first one was too much money. It was a very, very commercial school. Uh, they had a, uh, a chain. Uh, it was, uh, one was, uh, the main one was in, in, in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And then the other one uh, was in Saline. And uh, 
um, for some reason, it had a reputation of hurting the white belts by uh, uh, them getting punched in the stomach by the black belts as an initiation rite. So I didn't didn't sound like it was too appealing to me, and uh, so um, we got a flyer in from the uh, uh, Celine Community Education, and I found one in my community center, and it was the right price, um, and it was taught in an elementary school. Now, for some of you guys that don't know this, actually. Um, um, my parents were against my brother and I taking martial arts training. They were afraid that we were going to use it on each other. So um, she also said the same thing about me joining wrestling in middle school as well. Um, so we told them that we'd pay for it ourselves. So um, Scott and I paid the, uh, the fees ourselves. We, I think we paid 25 bucks a month back then, but that was back in 1985. Okay, so that was a long time ago. And it was through the community center. Okay, and now, to be honest with you, in still a lot of the community centers, it isn't much higher uh, in some places than that still. So martial arts has not had the inflation that it should have um, in people's lives. But um, I did find it in the community center, and it was in the right price for me, and I paid for it myself. Uh, my brother and I didn't even have uniforms for the first two months because we couldn't afford it. So. Uh, that year, Christmas, we got our first martial art uniform. So we trained in sweatpants and a t-shirt. And that's my humble beginnings of, the, of my martial art training. Now, my instructors were okay. Um, one of our instructors liked to talk a lot, um, but he wasn't really that good of a martial artist. And then my other instructor was, was decent, and we were sort of inspired by um, his dedication to fitness. Um, but he also uh, was okay at Taekwondo, but um, later on he wasn't as good in the uh, Taekwondo. But it wasn't until I met Master Gene Duncan. Uh, he had come back from California. He had done martial arts there before, and he kind of revolutionized the place. And then we started doing Taekwondo, and then I was truly inspired okay, by him and by the biomechanical motions and the scientific approach of the Taekwondo martial art. So um, our work task today, um, remember that every week we have a work task uh, where we uh, do some kind of work that applies to martial arts. Um, this week's Enter the Dojo is first the work task of building a dojo. Okay, now uh, dojo is a more common word. It's actually a Japanese word. Uh, in, uh, in Korean, we call it a dojong. So if you ever hear me say dojong, that's because that's the Korean version of the word dojo. So um, people call it different things, but a lot of people, since they watch, uh, since the word karate is so mainstream, and movies like The Karate Kid are so popular, people just simply say dojo. So that's why I said that as well. But a dojo can be anywhere. It, you can train in a building, in a commercial school. Uh, you can train in an elementary school or a high school. You can also train outside in a park. Okay? In fact, uh, in the season three of Cobra Kai, Johnny Lawrence is trying to find a place to hold class, and he realizes that he really just can't afford much. So he holds classes in the park. Okay? And that's when Eagle Fang Karate is born. Okay, but when you're 
doing this, some of the things I'll be discussing today on our podcast will appeal to martial arts instructors around the world. Remember that our podcast is heard around the world, not just by my local students. Uh, Some people forget that. Um, So a couple things for instructors seeking to start their own martial arts schools is that you need to be well-trained and ready to implement everything. Uh, You also need to have symbols of hope in your studio. Okay, I just call it symbols of hope. Um, Things that motivate, like our uh, our belt racks that we have up. Um, We have the different belts so that kids can see their advancement. They can see themselves going to the next level of martial arts training. Okay, Uh, We also have uh, belt racks on the upper wall that have people's black belts so they can see that long-term goal. Okay. All that stuff can still happen in any environment, okay? But you just have to be, have to be willing to see it in a different way. Um, one of the things that I talk about a lot to, um, to even my instructors, too, is that instructors need to get paid for their services, okay? Now, there are many different forms of this, okay? Um, when I say paid for their services, it can be done many different ways. First of all, there's a commercial locations, which we call the brick and mortar schools. Now, brick and mortar schools like mine, um, they have rent, they have expenses, they have uh, overhead, they have costs. So therefore, when you, when you join a school like that, you have to pay for that kind of luxury. So when you come in, you have a matted floor, you have a special, sp- special space to train, changing rooms, um, drinking fountains, um, and uh, bathrooms and all that stuff. It's all very convenient, okay? Um, If you were doing class at the beach, there may not even be a bathroom around, okay? You have to walk a long ways to get to a bathroom. So, I mean, there's things things like that. There's also, too, when I say that, um, that you need to get paid in many different forms, there can be the guy that comes every week and brings the mats. So there's a guy that brings the mats in his truck every week. He pays because he pays with uh, uh, sweat labor. Okay, he picks up the mats, he puts them in the back of the truck, he takes them out to site, he lays them down, and he uses his gas to get there. Okay, so he uses his uh, his time and his uh, treasure to help um, the martial arts school flourish. So he pays. Okay. Um, I say that this in our martial arts school, everyone pays, okay, for to be a part of it, okay, whether it's a club-like kind of atmosphere, um, or it's a, um, a brick-and-mortar school, or whether or not it's a park school, or it's a community at community center, uh, everyone needs to pay somehow, you know, people say to myself, like, uh, when my kids, my kids, uh, Gabrielle and Xander, when they do summer camps, I don't go and charge their personal bank accounts for the money of the summer camp. They do it for free. And that's people say, oh, but your kids do it for free. You know, um, I got to say something real quick to those people that say that kind of stuff. Um, my kids are here sometimes 12 hours a day helping me. They are truly my little champions, okay? They vacuum, they clean, they scrape um drywall off a two-by-four so that I can use them and reuse them again. 
they work their little tails off. Okay, so nobody understands that. If you want to pay with, uh, with sweat labor or sweat equity, you can do that. I always encourage people to do that. And we have uh, CP programs in our school to compensate people for that. Okay, so anybody out there that um, thinks about that, you need to make sure that you're, uh, that you're being covered there because you know, everyone has to contribute. Okay. Now, next, um, advancement opportunities. Um, one of the times in our Tiny Tiger classes, we tried to do a program where they don't have any belts. They just come and play. Um, that never works. Okay, so you have to have advancement opportunities. So people need to be able to advance to new levels. They need to be able to get a new belt and see their advancement. Okay, some people can't see their advancement unless they uh, are getting some kind of reward. So then uh, you got to make sure that you set up a safe environment. Okay, a couple times we were uh, in a church with hard floors and we were doing Tiny Tiger and, and uh, martial art kids classes and I was worried every time a kid fell because of the hard floor. So that's always a stressful uh, thing for an instructor, and that's why a matted floor is always preferred. Um, also, too, you need to make sure you have proper gear and equipment, okay? Uh, air shields, focus mitts, blockers, balance beams. Uh, make sure that the kids have proper hand gear and feet gear so that they excellently make contact with their, with their friend. They don't hurt them very bad, okay? Um, the next thing I want to talk about is the concept of virtual. Virtual online learning is a major institution in our country and around the world. So anybody that doesn't understand that virtual is a great option has not been looking at today's society. Okay, uh, Online universities are an integral part of our learning now. Just look at the University of Phoenix. They were kind of like the pioneers of the online learning. And you cannot, when look, you cannot find a university that doesn't offer some sort of online service nowadays. You cannot. Okay? Now, I may be proven wrong. Someone may say, well, Harvard doesn't have any online. I'm not sure about but, but look at most of the universities. Like 90% have some sort of online learning, okay, that you can do either as, especially during the COVID, uh, either as uh, 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 the only part of their, of their education, um, a hybrid part, or a small supplemental part, online learning is a great way to learn, okay? Um, I was telling people in the studio this, that during the COVID, things were tough um, when we were shut down, and um, my sister-in-law said, well, have you ever looked into this? And she sent me a link, and it was um, teaching physical education to kids from other countries, okay? So people pay lots of money, sometimes like $130, $140 a session to learn physical education from someone who speaks English in the uh, Western world here, okay? So it is a big deal, big deal, okay? And one of the things that, um, that you can do to make sure that the learning is done well is that you can use online resources like Google Classroom, um, <clears throat> your website for, um, for the manual, written curriculum, and videos to show people how to do stuff. And also you can send paper resources as well to people. Okay, in fact, one of my instructors 
I just um, uh, gave her the how to teach effective classes um, uh, uh, it's a book not really that big of a book but it's like a 14 15 page book um, to help her as a resource okay so I handed that to her so that she had that uh, to be able to teach classes now the martial art practice um, practicing at home and a dojo is a great way to learn okay in fact I encourage my students no matter what program they're on for them to practice at least one day at home one of the things that you do about uh, practicing outside or at home outside is enduring the elements whether you train when you live in a hot environment like Florida or a cold environment like Michigan you can uh, endure the elements and that's an effective way to train your body okay um, to be able to handle the cold or the heat okay in fact I endure the elements all the time out here in Florida now and it's really good to for the heat training because I don't suffer so much when I go outside because I'm accustomed to it and I'm acclimatized to it now students you need to have commitment to the training and to the system okay not just to the instructor because um, your system that you're doing and your training is very important um, in fact ours is very well designed if you look at it you just do it so following the system is important so I salute those who uh, have strong commitment and don't bail at the first opportunity that they have okay now a question I want to ask you is this can you make a better burger than McDonald's one of my friends asked me this one time he says can you make a better burger burger than McDonald's and I thought it was a trick question so I was like I don't know how to answer it um, and I said well yes you know at home I can make a very tasty burger and it, it's very hot and fresh and it's pretty good and then he said can you make a better system than McDonald's okay can you make a better system than McDonald's and I said no okay remember they service people throughout the world so your little tricks for local stuff doesn't apply they're all around the world billions of people eat McDonald's every day so um, that's something to think about okay when you're doing a martial arts system uh, and that's why I've been spending a lot of time on my martial arts system so that uh, people can uh, enjoy the progression and enjoy the practice now as far as what you can do at home this week um, I want you guys to have a commitment to using the whole body when punching uh, make sure that you're pushing off your back foot make sure that you're putting your hip into it make sure you get a chest stretch so that you can get the full range of motion on your punching arm and then of course follow through and recoil also too on angular techniques make sure that you do a trunk rotation a lot of people don't do trunk rotation on angular techniques like swing kick um, uh, vertical round punch round palm strike or crescent kick okay so you need to make sure that you do a trunk rotation on all those angular techniques and I recommend that you practice some of these the punching and the rotation about 10 times on each side so you can get the repetition okay now the last thing for the martial art practice today is to lean in and weight shift on rear leg kicks a lot of people try to do the rear leg kick and try to be on their way back after they're done kicking okay now that might be good in fitness when you're trying to get your reps in but that's not good for martial arts when you're trying to put your weight in to it if you want to, uh, to be able to defend yourself 
and hurt somebody enough to let to make them stop, you have to have enough power and you have to be able to weight shift your body. Okay? So make sure you do that. Now, um, remember that uh, every week we have a secret word or phrase. I got to start ca stop calling it a word because I always make it a phrase. So a secret phrase of the week is, um, some people may get this reference, some people may not. It's a uh, welcome to good burger. Okay, so that's the secret phrase this week is welcome to good burger. Okay, and that's a reference off of our um, martial arts system analogy of the McDonald's burger versus the McDonald's system. Okay, in fact, Ray Kroc did not invent McDonald's. He bought the system from the McDonald's brothers and the name. Okay, so um, that happens quite frequently. Even Henry Ford didn't really invent the automobile. He, and he took what he saw from the manufacturing of guns, the uh, manufacturing and, and interchangeable parts, and turned that into the, the automotive industry. So the automotive industry was created from what he saw in interchangeable parts in guns. He decided to do the same thing with automobiles. So Henry Ford did not invent the automobile. Uh, many people had tinkered with it before. Uh, he was the one that first brought them to the public in a manufacturing and mass way. And that happens a lot in life. If you look at history, that happens a lot. It wasn't the innovator that brought it. It was the person who implemented it, okay, in the system, okay? Now, every week we also have a technique of the week. Technique of the week is back fist strike. Back fist strike can be done short, like a close range movement. It can also be extended outward as a powerful movement and can be done in a spinning fashion for fun and also for a sneaky power when someone's attacking you, multiple opponents. Okay, so back fist strike is our technique of the week. Now, um, remember that in order to fully learn any kind of martial art, you have to unlearn your misconceptions about what constitutes training. Also, too, that we will continue to be committed to Every week, learning martial arts through everyday work, thus creating life around you, increased productivity, and a better world. I hope that you enjoy the rest of your day and the rest of your week. This is Karate Kid Master Dojo. This is Master Craig. Take care, everybody. Have a great day. Bye-bye. <laughs>